You ever had a conversation with somebody and you're talking to them and you're telling them all of your thoughts and feelings and it just doesn't feel like they're actually listening to you? They tell you something back and you're asking yourself, are they even part of this conversation? Have they heard any of what you've said? Well, it kind of feels like that way if you're a Winnipeg Jets fan, as the Jets don't really seem to be hearing and picking up what Jets fans are putting down. We'll dive into the disconnect between the fan base and the team on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Your Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Now, like I said at the top of the episode, tonight we're going to focus a little bit on what is going on between the Winnipeg Jets and the fan base, because the past weekend was really confusing. I'm going to be honest, I, I in the many years that I've supported this Jets team, uh, and I think all of us can probably agree to some uh, point here that we're kind of at a real low spot with this team. I mean, Winnipeg is apparently staying the course, um, which I don't really know how that's possible because, you know, in a year or so, this Jets team is going to look very different, most likely. And Winnipeg is bringing back Rick Bonus. They're bringing back Kevin Shovelday off. They're all kind of like acting as if things are hokey-dory, but that doesn't really resonate with a fan base. You look at any social media postings, you look at the comments on our videos recently, everyone is kind of pissed at the team and Winnipeg really seems to be ignoring it, which is very strange, right? I, I get for, you know, a PR move and all that, that teams don't want to acknowledge as much when things aren't going well, because you don't want negative press. You don't want to show that, you know, things are rattling you, but let's be real, right? Jets fans aren't stupid. I think we all have gotten to the point where we know the score. We know uh, what is relatively good about this team and what they don't do well. We have a pretty good feeling about where the, the franchise is in terms of the health of the team, the health of the financial situation, and you know ultimately the overall prestige and success of the franchise as a whole. We know enough to be reasonably informed. And so when the front office and management goes up there and, you know, basically tries to, to walk things back and take it back as if, you know, everything is okay. You know, everyone's happy. The team's in a really good spot. Fans don't really see it that way. I think a lot of folks, especially season ticket holders are losing their patience. I mean, this team has spent, you know, the past 12 or so years having a couple of really great seasons, a couple of okay ones, and then some just downright terrible seasons that were basically down to Hellebuck being amazing and the rest of the team completely falling apart. So 
you know, the fans, they're not really looking for platitudes or weird statements or, or, you know, the usual Chevy speak, right? They want a clear vision. They want something to be demonstrated and showcased to the fan base because we're all losing faith that this team really knows what's going on. But if you read the statements and the emails that they've sent over the past 48 hours, you wouldn't know that this team uh, really hasn't expressed any sort of vision. In fact, you would kind of look at this and say, Winnipeg thinks that everything's okay when it's very clearly not. Um, this franchise has had a lot of problems. And while this season was a step forward in some ways, and I think certainly uh, an improvement over the past couple of years, it still wasn't enough to really push the Jets forward in a meaningful way that I think um, promises good things for next season, right? There's a lot of work to be done. That much is clear. And yet the Jets don't really seem to be indicating that they see it that way. I feel like Winnipeg was happy to make the playoffs. They were happy that they kind of squeezed in. They don't, or at least they haven't really acknowledged uh, necessarily that the way that they got in was kind of an issue. You know, Rick Bonus was probably one of the only ones to be very public about uh, his thoughts and frustrations as to where the team was headed and the direction it's been pointed in since around January, right? He basically laid it out that, you know, the bad habits and things that have been continuing for months now uh, culminated in that game five disaster. And then, of course, he walked back those statements after the Jets tried to do damage control. So, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, Winnipeg is telling us one thing. The fan base is saying something else. Why are we in such divergent directions in our understandings of the situation? Uh, you know, it used to be that Jets fans would always argue with me and a few others uh, about our, our criticisms of the team. But nowadays, we're actually really aligned, which is very funny. Um, it's cool to see that, you know, a lot of people have kind of caught on to Winnipeg really not being in the best state uh, for a franchise. Like we're, we're talking about draft and develop. We're talking about all of these different things. And all of it kind of rings hollow when the Jets really haven't shown um, enough progress or, you know, the results that you're really asking for for a team that's now been here for over a decade. I know that this is really stupid, but like the Seattle Kraken have won more playoff games recently than the Jets have. Uh, and the, the Kraken have only existed for a couple of seasons while the Jets have been around for, you know, over a decade. We're kind of at that point where the Jets really need to be delivering results uh, and really a, a cohesive vision. We're not seeing any of that. And the fact that we're still having these conversations about ticket reps not responding to season ticket holders uh, and just a general lack of clarity and vision from the team isn't really acceptable. I mean, it's a problem for this franchise and for a, a Jets team that really needs the support of the city and the fan base to kind of treat us like we're not really that important to their vision. It just doesn't ring uh, particularly well with the fan base. And I, I can't imagine that anyone's happy about it. I would expect that as we go through the next few months, we're going to hear that the Jets are struggling to get season ticket holder renewals. I'm sure that they're going to have a certain portion that are diehard and would never stop, you know, attending games. But I think a lot of people are just kind of fed up. And I think that that is going to start reflecting in the, decreased attendance as we go through the next few seasons. But we'll dive more into this divide and how the Jets really need to kind of patch things up with the fan base and really explain what their vision for the team is going forward in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Game Time. And a lot of, a lot of you who attend, you know, different events and stuff, whether it's concerts or hockey games, 
you know that buying tickets is a huge hassle. It's always a pain when you're going through an app and you're trying to find good prices or something else, right? I know personally, whenever I've tried to buy tickets for like concerts, I'm always being charged an arm and a leg. And half the time, you know, it just feels not like I'm getting the best deal. That's where Game Time steps in. They've got plenty of great last-minute offers and flash deals. Plus, they've got great images of seat views, so you know exactly what you're getting into when you're buying a ticket. And that's great for those of you who go to a lot of hockey games or other sporting events, because you know that obstructed views and stuff tend to be a pretty big problem. With Game Time, you always have the lowest price guarantee, you have event cancellation protection, and so much more, which is something that you're not going to find with many other services. Game Time is also the place for last-minute deals. You don't have to worry about planning months in advance and getting charged all of these extra fees. Game Time helps connect you to sellers that have the best deals on tickets right before the event so that you'll always get the lowest price every single time. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. I challenge you to find a better service out there. Of course, you know, having that uh, seat view is always really important as well because you want to go in knowing the most about what you're buying. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply, create an account, and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, everydayers, for rejoining us for this conversation about uh, the Winnipeg Jets fan base and the team itself and and kind of the growing rift. I, I feel like this is probably one of the biggest moments of animosity between the fan base and the team that I've noticed in a long time. Uh, Jets fans are just pissed. We're tired of all of this crap from the team and not really feeling like our time and money is being respected. I know that the Jets are in a tough spot financially. That much is clear. They have kind of indicated that, you know, the attendance numbers have been kind of poor. Um, and, and overall, that's really uh, not only hurting a team that was hurting from COVID, but also for a franchise that just needs, you know, butts and seats, period. Even before COVID, you know, that was always kind of the deal is that you've got to sell out uh, Canada Life Center every game and you have to have full attendance. But with how the Jets have been recently, you know, the 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 lack um, in, I guess, in arena atmosphere, uh, the, the mediocre ticket pricing, expensive concessions and all that, you know, the Jets have tried to address a number of these things, but I feel like it's not exactly having the sort of impact that I think they're hoping for. In general, I just feel like Jets fans have really become you know, almost apathetic about the team. And when the team is as mediocre uh, playoff wise as it's been recently, it's not hard to kind of see why Jets fans just aren't returning in droves. I will say that I really love seeing, you know, Canada life rocking during uh, the home games of that last playoff series versus Vegas. That was awesome. It was a great sight to see, but you know, next season, are we going to be seeing the same thing? And I, I don't know, you know, it feels like, people are are kind of hitting a bit of a critical mass with this team and I don't blame them. You know, I, I, you know, if I were in that, that position and I had season tickets, I would be wondering how much longer I want to continue it. Not because I, I dislike the team or anything, but you know, time is money and with how expensive these tickets are and the general lack of vision and direction from the team, 
I just don't know how much I really want to devote to it anymore. But, you know, for a lot of you season ticket holders, I think it'd actually be great to get your perspective. I know some of you have mentioned in previous comments that you might be dropping out. Uh, some of you might still be renewing. Let me know how you're feeling about it. And if you're really still uh, still intending to um, re-up next season, drop your thoughts below or at my social medias at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. I think for me, though, you know, overall, right, the vibe is just down with this team. And Winnipeg really needs to spend a lot of the summer repairing the bridge between us and the team. I think we as a fan base have kind of been given a little bit of the shaft. And and it's not like this team is doing all of this intentionally. I think that there are a lot of really great folks who are trying to fix things uh, and who have gone out of their way to try and really figure out what the fan base is asking for and try and address those needs. You know, the in arena atmosphere is still not where it needs to be, but it's gotten considerably better than where it was in previous seasons. Um, and there's more, you know, flexibility with season tickets and with ticket purchasing options. I know the jets have tried to overhaul all of that. And so look, they are taking steps forward, but there are still some like basic things that they haven't yet accomplished. And I think all of that is wearing really thin with a fan base that, you know, it's small and dedicated and loyal, but it does have limits. And I think the Jets have kind of worn out their welcome with how much they can kind of reasonably get away with when it comes to like the honeymoon phase, right? Jets fans have watched this team for like the last 12 years. Uh, if you're really thinking about it in those very stark terms, Winnipeg has had a couple of good playoff runs and stuff and not much else to show for that time while all of these new franchises have kind of pushed past them. You know, Vegas, sure, they caught lightning in a bottle and they killed our playoff cup run. Uh, but now you see them again kill off another playoff run. And this team is supposed to be a problem, you know, in terms of like the cap situation and their front office, but they find ways to make it work. Now, Vegas obviously has a lot of other things going for it, like being in Vegas where players want to be. But by the same token, you know, it just feels like the Jets are, are okay with the mushy middle. And the fact that like even the Winnipeg local media, which usually didn't press the Jets that much on a lot of these issues, is you know really turning their their eyes and, and targets onto the front office tells you that the mood is shifting a lot. Things aren't as static as they used to be. Winnipeg is finally starting to put real pressure on the team, you know, for the lack of results uh, and for a lot of the other issues involved with the franchise. So. You know, I, I think that there's a lot that the Jets could do. I think you need to see, um, or, or one thing that I'm really happy to see is that there's a lot more community engagement, which I think has always been something that the Jets have done pretty well. Uh, but I also think you need to really look at, you know, what is the fan experience? How are fans enjoying the game when they're attending? How can you make that a livelier presence? How can you make the experience better? It doesn't have to be like Vegas level presentation. No one is matching that. But there's got to be stuff that you can do with the fans that would be, you know, at a bare minimum, you know, something that other teams are doing. And I know that the Jets have assembled like a fan council to try and get more feedback that way. But at the end of the day, you know, you, you just need a better sampling of what the fan base is asking for, because I, I think this rift is only going to continue to grow between the fans and the team if things don't, uh, you know, resolve themselves really quickly. And it hurts to see because this Jets team has so much potential to be a great franchise and a wonderful team to watch, but it just feels like they're really missing the mark on some of the most important things that other teams have managed to nail down. So 
Let me know your thoughts and frustrations with the franchise below. Give me your thoughts on how you feel about the Jets recently and uh, where you see the team going from here. Um, but we are going to do one little aside. I just wanted to update you on the NHL playoff stuff and uh, give you a preview into the next round for a couple of minutes in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I was looking for a boost for my immune system and a daily habit that wasn't really too complicated, nothing super fussy, but would give my immune system a wonderful boost. If you're wondering what AG1 is, it's one delicious scoop that helps you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, adaptogens, and probiotics. If you're wondering what all of that even means, well, a lot of you probably take a lot of vitamins and pills and supplements, and you're looking for something that's a lot more convenient and also less expensive. AG1 is great because it costs less than $3 a day and replaces a lot of those cold brews you're probably used to pounding. Um... And for a lot of you who are like really health conscious and you're worried about GMOs and strange additives, AG1 doesn't come with any of that. And, you know, it's it's keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, and gluten-free friendly. So if you have any dietary restrictions or you're on any of these plans, it matches your lifestyle perfectly. And you don't have to just take my word for it. Athletic Greens comes with over 7,000 five-star reviews from pro trainers, pro athletes, and just about everyone in between who is really invested in their health. So Obviously, Athletic Greens is very popular, a great product, and right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just wrapping up really quickly tonight with some thoughts ahead of the upcoming playoff series that look to be pretty cool. Uh, we have some very surprising results with the Boston Bruins getting ousted in round one and uh, the New Jersey Devils rallying back from a bit of a serious deficit early against the Rangers to now taking game seven and advancing on to the next round, leaving the Rangers kind of feeling a little bit in the blue. Uh, but, you know, for the round, uh, for the second round of the playoffs, we have some very interesting series. We've got uh, Florida versus Toronto, which I think is one that no one really had on their bingo cards, especially with how mediocre Florida's goaltending was this year. But apparently Bobrovsky against the Bruins really showed up and the Bruins made some tactical and goaltending uh, miscalculations that ended up costing them. They have now watched one of the best seasons in history not end up really mattering because the playoffs are cruel like that. And, uh, you know, sometimes you make a couple of mistakes and suddenly it ends up in the back of your net and you are out of the postseason in pretty embarrassing fashion. Toronto thrilled to have won their first round ever uh, for like, the, well, I say ever, but for like the last 30 or so years, 40 years, was it? Uh, it's been a very long time since they last won a playoff series. And with this franchise being the way it is, it should have happened a lot sooner. Uh, so obviously you can tell that the fans and the front office were kind of cheering like they'd won the Stanley Cup, but still a long ways to go. Should be a firecracker of a series. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to really watch much of it, but, you know, for those of you who are still hoping to root for at least one of the Canadian teams, I would hope that it's not the Leafs or the Oilers, but you know what? You know, I'm not going to judge you if it is. 
but I am going to judge you. Now, as far as other series are concerned, we've got Seattle versus Dallas. Great to see Seattle having really good early success in their franchise's history. Uh, They're finally getting some decent goaltending and some pretty fun play. The Stars are going to be a really tough opponent for them. I think even versus, you know, the Avs who were very tough, the Stars team might be even better this this season, especially because the Stars are just healthier. So um, I think that'll be a very tough matchup. Uh, I think from like the Florida-Toronto series, I'm probably taking Toronto. And from Seattle-Dallas, I will probably go Dallas, but, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a toss-up. Between the De- the Devils and the Carolina Hurricanes, I think I've got New Jersey coming through on this one. New Jersey has seemingly found something in Akira Schmid, and this team just in general has kind of uh, found ways to click and really rally back from deficits in a way that just makes them seem like they're prepared for whatever Carolina can throw at them. And the Canes have had quite a few injuries to the point where, you know, at some point all of that stuff is going to add up and catch up to you with the players that you're going to replace them with because it's guys like Teravainen and a few others who are really important and critical for their success. So, yeah, very interesting series. If Carolina does rally back, it wouldn't be the most shocking result, but I do think, um, for me, New Jersey is going to take this one. The last series I think is probably the most exciting one uh, and kind of feels like a weird Stanley Cup Finals in its own right is Edmonton versus Vegas. It's going to be fast. It's going to be furious. Uh, I think the Oilers are going to pull this one off. I mean, despite their kind of mediocre goaltending, it's just that offense is so dangerous and so deadly and so capable of overwhelming what the Knights have uh, in their own, you know, locker and toolkit that I feel like this series is going to be super high scoring. It's going to be last shot wins. And I feel like the Oilers have this one almost uh, in, in the palm of their hands, but you never know. The Knights are a very pesky team, a very strong one. And we saw how they really embarrassed the Jets. Maybe they do the same thing to uh, Edmonton. Give me your series predictions below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. We will update you throughout the playoff run as these teams start to uh, beat up on each other here over the next few days. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We will see you back here tomorrow. But for tonight, thanks so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.